One of the most reassuring and comforting truths about God can be summarized in three valuable words. God is good. Welcome to Beggar and Bread. Welcome back to another episode of Beggar and Bread. I am your host, Justin Bauer, and today we'll be talking about a simple yet very deep theological concept. That concept is that God is good. Now, this is a very theologically packed statement, even though it's only three words. And we're going to talk about each word individually and then talk about the sentence and what it means for the Christian life. So I'm glad that you're here today. I hope that this offers some encouragement to you and strengthens you in your faith. Now let's go ahead and dive into what this concept really starts with, and that's the word God. So it's very fitting that this is the first word of a three-word sentence, a very simple sentence. But as we know in Genesis 1, it says that in the beginning, God. So I think it's very fitting that the, in the beginning of this sentence, the word God is there. The word God ascribes to the nature and eternal power of a divine being that is unmatched by any other entity or life form in existence. That's a very fancy way to say the word God means the greatest one of all. The one who is in control, the one who is sovereign, the one who in fact created the world and sustains it by the word of his power. So. The word God itself is so power-packed. In fact, if you study that theologically, it's an inexhaustible definition. Why? Because we're looking at someone who is far greater, far more powerful than anything that our finite minds can comprehend. The Bible says that he is eternal. He's not bound by time. He was never created. In fact, he's the creator of all. So he's a self-existent creator. There's a quote that is really appropriate to describe God's self-existent, pre-existent nature, and I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. It says this, that God is the uncaused cause. He's the uncaused causer of all things. So what does that mean? Theologically, that means that for something to be created, it has to be from nothing. By definition, creation means making something out of nothing, which... Uh, Frank Turek argues that that is the greatest miracle in the Bible, um, that something came out of absolutely nothing. Anything after that is building or invention, not necessarily creation. So that means that God has to pre-exist everything. If he's going to be the all-powerful one that takes nothing and breathes life into it, then he has to be outside of that himself. So he's not a material being, and we're talking about God the Father here. We realize that Jesus Christ is a human being. He is 100% man and 100% God, but God is not a human being. He is an immaterial divine being. So the word God ascribes to his nature as an all-powerful divine above all else God. The next word is actually the word is. So this word 
refers to a present tense verb for all of you English majors out there attributing to an active constant state of being whatever the next term is so for an example god is good the car is red so if the car is red it's referring to that active constant state of being that car is not going to change colors unless something intercepts it so in the same way god is good he's constant and actively being good there will be no past tense of this characteristic. This is the distinction because God is immutable. What does that word mean? To put it simply, it means he's unchanging. He doesn't go back on his promises. We see that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. His nature is unchanging. He's not a corrupt God, which we'll discuss about, which we'll discuss more about in the word good, but He's constant. He's immutable and unchanging in his characteristic, which is the absolute contrary to human nature. We are good sometimes, and even then it's what we think to be good, but most of the time it's prideful motivation. God is the exact opposite of everything that we are before Christ. So he is good. Now, the last word is good. The word good is a moral term referring to a willing and free choice to use one's power to whatever strength that may be to bring about something beneficial to himself or more importantly, others. As I mentioned before in the definition of the word good, a lot of times that looks like something beneficial not to the one who is acting but to the one who is receiving so it's beneficial to others there's a quote by a pastor from the 1900s the early 1900s his name is dietrich bonhoeffer he says this god does not give us everything we want but he does fulfill his promises leading us along the best and straightest paths to himself so what does that mean? Let's kind of dive into that quote and see what we can dig out of that and figure out what that means for this sentence, God is good. So he says, God does not give us everything we want. I think it's important to make the distinction that we as humans have this innate desire for things that hurt us. You can see that from the very beginning with creation where the one thing that would hurt Adam and Eve is what they wanted the most and what they were tempted to want the most. Uh, Jeremiah 17 says that the heart is deceitful. So if that's the case, then why would God give us everything that we want? You can look around and see. You can look, do some introspection. Look at yourself and see that everything that you've wanted in life is not always the best for you. But God is good, and he's all-powerful, and he's so wise that he knows what we need. Not necessarily what we want, because what we want isn't always the best for us. What we want isn't always good. He gives us what we need. That next little sentence says, he does fulfill his promises. That refers back to the word is in the statement, God is good, that he is constant that he fulfills what he says he's constantly good his promise stands his word stands what does he say in the last bit of that sentence he says leading us along 
the best and straightest path to himself. Now, that implies theologically that the best thing for us, the good thing for us, is God himself. And we'll talk about that later when we summarize this entire sentence because we've compartmentalized it. But at the end of this episode, I want to bring it all together to a close and really talk about it as a whole. But what he says and what Dietrich Bonhoeffer is implying here is that the best thing for us is God himself. He leads us to what is good, what is the best for us himself. Now, if God is good, if he is the very definition of good, we can talk about this as a whole, that there might not be anything good apart from God. It may seem good. It may even feel good. It may be good for a little bit, but I'm sure that sin has tainted it to some degree. That's why without God, nothing and no one can be good. One Bible verse that comes to mind during all of this is actually James 1 verse 17. That verse says this, every good gift and every perfect gift is from God and comes down from the Father of lights. That is God. So what does that mean? James here is saying that everything good comes from God. God is the source of all good. So it makes sense. It's consistent with the Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote that God himself is good and that he would lead us to himself primarily. Why? Because from him as the source of good comes everything else in the world that is good. So to bring it all together, let's look at the sentence as a whole and talk about what that means for me as a believer, for you as a believer. God, being all-powerful, is constant and unchanging in his goodness. God is good. If that statement is true, and I believe that it is, if that statement is true, we can trust God, not only because he's powerful, but he will use that power in a wise way to bring about glory to himself, to bring sinners to the best thing for them himself, to true goodness. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Please comment any ideas and thoughts that you have about this theological statement that God is good. Until next time, friends and fellow beggars, I hope you are well.